Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning Envy Pro Call. Today is January 25th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here uh, live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use, or by visiting Motor Vitality, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives. Um, so normally, at this point, we you know, start off with our, nor- our normal routine uh, and ask a little bit about, uh, um, you know, what we did last week and if there's any questions or anything like that, but not on the days that we have special guests. So I'd like to um, uh, welcome, uh, you know, w- today we, have a, we do have a special guest on today. Um, I, the one thing I can say about, about this guest is... You know, I've been in this industry for nearly 25 years and pretty involved with WQA and out there. And our guest is somebody that I'd, I'd heard the name, I've been familiar with, uh, you know, at WQA. But it, it's kind of interesting that our paths had never really crossed um, up until about a little over two years ago now, I think. Um, was the first experience that I had with Paul Friot, and, and it was only because we happened to be teaching at the Water Quality Association, teaching the, the new classes um, together. Well, not really together. We were teaching separate classes, and I had an opportunity. Tanya had asked me to sit in and listen in on some of the classes to give some feedback, and I had an opportunity to listen to uh, all the instructors, including Paul Friot. And the one I was just super impressed with his style, his technique, his clear knowledge. Um, and um, our first phone call was in regards to some arsenic because they had dealt with a lot of arsenic up in, in his area. And so we reached out and we talked. Um, he had just started a, a new business, which I'll talk about here in a second. And, of course, he'll talk a lot about that. Um, and, and then I had an opportunity to meet him uh, face-to-face while I was traveling to Florida one day. Or, or a week, and and since then, I'm proud to say that uh, not only has he just enriched my life uh, knowledge-wise, because the the man that we're going to talk to and hear from here in a second has has just a, a just a tremendous amount of knowledge and experience in the industry, but he's also become uh, a really good friend. And those of you that have been regulars on the call, you hear him comment and and participate in the call on occasion. And so we were talking and thought, you know. Um, he's actually got some really interesting experience. So let me officially introduce uh, Paul. Paul is currently the owner of uh, Get Water Answers, and um, we'll talk about what that is here in just a a little bit. Um, But he's been in the industry for nearly 50 years, well over 45 years. Um, He just had a ton of experience with every water quality issue you can pretty much think of, you know, obviously trouble water, problem water, iron hardness, corrosive water, uh, arsenic, radon, um, PFOS. Uh, he's a master water specialist. Uh, water qual- um, he's uh, a certified W. Uh, so master water specialist, a certified installer, a certified service technician, and a certified uh, representative. Um, he's a current member of the IAPMO technical committee for the revision of the Z601 scale reduction devices, which is really interesting. That is the, um, those are basically the saltless systems. And so he's on the committee that helps with that. I'll I'll probably ask him a little bit about that as we talk here in a minute. 
Um, but Paul's been invited to speak on radio and television uh, programs about arsenic removal and other water quality issues all over, um, just all over the country in several different states. So he's a former member of the NSF task, uh, NS, the NSF task group created for the development of an arsenic removal standard. So um, I'm proud to work with Paul and to call him a friend. And Paul, I'm proud to welcome you to the Thursday Morning Envy Pro Call. Good morning. Well, good morning, Kelly. And I I don't know who you just described, but I wish I knew him because <laughs> he sounds a lot better than the real deal to me. But thank you for that nice introduction. So, yeah, and I would say the same. Uh, I really respect your technical ability and your experiences. And also, um, it's not that often that you make a new friend, and, and you are a good friend, and I appreciate that. So, in any case, uh, what can I uh, shed light on this morning or discuss? Well, let's start with your experience. I mean, so when I say 45 years of experience in the industry, you know, let's talk about that. I mean, this, this call, and thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that, Paul, but I, I really want to focus on, on you today. So, um, yeah. this call... Uh, or you know, it's it's about you. So tell us about your experience. What, you know, what what is yeah forty five so, years? So I mean, what, it's you're only forty seven. I thought. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, so the background is my father and I ran a business for decades, and my father was an electrical engineer, got laid off, bought this water treatment company in nineteen seventy one. Both my brother and I had to start working with them in the summer of 72. So I've been in the industry since 1972. I've been doing it by choice since 1975. So initially, you know, we just helped him. He bought a service exchange tank business, which is changing water softener tanks in people's homes and having a battery generation plant. And we had to help him run the routes and we both hated it. And I decided to stick with it and, and here we so, are. So Paul, can I, can I just interrupt you for a second? Because sure, that's different. That service exchange is different than what a lot of people that are listening to this call would be familiar with. Why would somebody do a service exchange group? Maybe go into a little more detail about what, because you're going to talk a sure. little bit about doing the, the routes or the routes as uh, some people in the country call them. Um, but but go a little more. Why would somebody do a, a, a service exchange? So, I mean, what are the, yep. what's the benefit of that? So if you want to soften your water, Many people have a fully automatic water softener that is typically in a fiberglass tank with a control head on top and a brine tank and an electrical connection in many cases and a drain connection. A service exchange tank is simply a tank, either stainless steel or fiberglass or whatever, and it's a tank filled with the softener resin. It does not have the capacity to recharge itself in someone's home. So you swap out the tank periodically. Our routes are all four-week cycle routes, 28 days. And the tanks, you'd change maybe 20 or 30 tanks. You'd have a truck and you go out and you do a route in a particular area, swap the tank for a tank that's been recharged back at our plant, bring all the tanks that are exhausted back, and you suck the resin out into a large tank where you perform a very basically similar process that a regular automatic Oftener does just on a larger scale, and there are certain enhancements when you're doing a battery generation that aren't practical in a home. But basically, you recharge the resin with salt water, then all the tanks are refilled, everything is also sanitized at the same time, 
and the tanks get shipped out, and it's a never-ending cycle. And it's the reason someone would consider doing an exchange tank would be, A, if they have no way to get a drain in for an automatic system, if it's impossible. Uh, it's also a smaller footprint, generally, than any automatic system, even a cabinet model. If they don't want to deal with salt or anything, all they have to do is provide access if you're an exchange tank customer. You don't have to do anything else. If you have, say, a summer camp somewhere that you don't use year-round, you can, theoretically, you could get a tank, connect it up with some washing machine hoses in the springtime, use it throughout the summer, bring it back in the fall. I mean, it's, it, it's another way to skin the cat if you're trying to provide softened water to someone. Drawbacks of an exchange tank, it has a limited capacity. It's got to last for the four-week cycle, or you have to have multiple tanks in order to uh, bridge that gap. As far as running that kind of a business, somebody's got to lug those tanks back and forth. You know, if you say to me, what's the drawback to having an exchange tank business? Somebody's got to do that physical work. It doesn't happen by itself. You have access to people's homes. You have keys. You have alarm codes. So whoever does the route needs to be a trusted individual. And sometimes that can be a challenge. So, And it's work. I mean, it's not killer work, but it's work. So, all right, so you were, you were running this business. This was primarily what you were doing. You were doing this with your dad. Um, and was your, your, you were working for your dad at this point? Uh, my, my dad was a character. Uh, so the question of was I working for him, with him, there was no official demarcation. It was just sort of a gradual process as I became older and more mature. I mean, I started working with my father full time basically when I was 16. Um, that's when I got out of high school. And obviously at 16, I was not running things. So over probably the next decade, uh, I moved into a, a more productive and a more mature outlook on life. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was no, it was just, we ran the business together and, uh, and it stayed that way until probably the last 15 years because of health problems that my father had. He still was involved with the business, but in a much more minor way than he had been for the previous, say, 30 years. What percentage of your company was this exchange tank business versus traditional fully automatic water conditioning? Oh, it 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 was a a small, relatively percentage of the business. You know, our 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 routes were relatively. I mean, we did routes Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We did not run routes five days a week. So, and the routes, you know, I got up early and got them done because there were other things to do. So. You know, what didn't take all day, I was probably back from most routes by 9.30 or 10 in the morning, but I started at, you know, quarter of six. You know, I was heading out early. So, so that was in um, in Massachusetts, right? Where yeah, was. we were in, in rural rural central yeah. Massachusetts, where it's pretty much exclusively wells that we're dealing yeah. with, almost all projects. So wells. you, you um, in, in that process, you, I mean, why, how did you originally become involved with the Water Quality Association, you know, why did you get your certifications? I mean, you were uh, a master water specialist, I think, before I ever came into the industry or, or oh, got it pretty close. Yeah, so. I can't, honestly, I can't recall the first time I became aware of the Water Quality Association. We started going to conventions in the late 1970s. The first convention I attended was in Atlanta, Georgia which was probably in maybe, I don't remember now, 79, something like that. And then we would go as often as we could. We're a very small business. So on the one hand, we felt it was well worth the effort and the time and the money required to attend a convention. On the other hand, 
we couldn't afford to go every year. So we would probably go to two-thirds of the conventions over the years. And I started getting certified pretty much as early as I could. I mean, it was probably the early 80s where I took uh, as many exams as I, I could take. And then they added different exams. You know, back then it was CWS-1, and then depending upon what specialty exam you took, whether it was reverse osmosis or distillation or whatever it was, you would become a level two, level three, and so on. And I get up to level six, and then uh, I took the uh, installer certification and then the water representative. And, you know, I, my attitude was the more certifications any of us have, it demonstrates some level of professionalism and commitment to the industry, and I just felt it was a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, knowledge, knowledge adds a lot, absolutely. So you continued your business up until about how long ago you, um, when you, we you sold, sold the business. Uh, yes, it'll be four years ago next month we sold. Okay. So right before the zombie apocalypse. It literally, as everything was starting to hit the fan, literally was when we signed on the dotted line and sold the business. Yeah. 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 So, and you're now where? You're, where in the country are you? We relocated, my wife Patty and I relocated to the Gulf Coast of Florida, primarily to escape the cold. And so that's where we now live. So what, uh, yeah, thank you. Welcome to Michigan right now, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're up here yeah, Kelly, helping with an installer class, and I'm, I'm looking Kelly, at it and looking outside of mounds of snow outside, but go ahead. Kelly has been so generous in offering me the opportunity to simulate what it was like living in Massachusetts <laughs> in the wintertime by allowing me to come to Michigan periodically. Really, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it really does help me to realize why I live in Florida. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, what is this Get Water Answers thing? I, I mean, what's this company all about? So, as life was progressing, we would get calls, as most of you probably do, from people who had spent, in some cases, thousands of dollars on equipment to treat their water, and it wasn't the right equipment. And that was either, you know, let's assume just ignorance. You know, they dealt with the water treatment company. The water treatment company meant well didn't necessarily have the technical background that you would hope. They purchased equipment. It didn't perform correctly. Now they've spent you know, $2,000, $5,000, and they're dissatisfied, and now they're looking around and basically back to square one. Now they're really gun-shy because the company they thought could solve their problem didn't and either isn't around or won't return calls or who knows. And so I thought, and this is many years ago, I thought, you know, at some point it would really be interesting to have a consulting business to act as an advocate for homeowners, try to help to make sure that they're making informed decisions about what they're going to do. And that was sort of the genesis of Get Water Answers. To say, all right, if you were, let's say you just bought a house and you've got a well and you're dealing with some kind of a problem and you get some lab testing done and then maybe it's an aesthetic problem or maybe it's a health problem, but you then talk to two or three different water treatment companies and you get estimates and everybody's pitch all makes sense when they're delivering it to you. But it isn't as simple as everybody's recommending a certain technology. It's just a different brand. In many cases, it's completely different technologies to solve the same issue or issues and people get overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. So we thought it would be, I thought it would be uh, helpful if I could offer my services, say, okay, here's an opinion from someone with no skin in the game. I'm not selling any equipment. 
strictly expertise, just knowledge, and tell you the pros and the cons of a particular type of technology so that you're making an informed decision. So that's what initially led me down this pathway. It's evolved into, because of teaching for the Water Quality Association, also working with water treatment professionals. Let's say it's somebody who's new to the industry and they have some technical knowledge, but there are certain things that are challenging to them. They will consult with me to straighten out and help them solve problems. So, you know, it depends on the scenario. Yeah, and so it, it sort of fills a void. I mean, we there are so many people right now, you know, younger companies or younger guys that are coming into it that that don't know where to start, you know, and, uh, or or existing companies, plumbing companies or or HVAC companies that are wanting to get involved in the industry and, and do more than just, you know, slap in a, a plumbing supply store system. Um, have you been able to market or, or attract those types of companies? It, it, to, to a small degree. And by the way, what I'm talking about is all being done remotely. So I'm not typically traveling to someone's site. They're emailing lab test results, estimates, pictures, depending upon what the scenario is. It could be that they have existing equipment and they're trying to sort out what to do. But it's all being done remotely. But getting the word out is probably one of the more challenging parts of this because so far I haven't – it appears that there aren't too many people doing what I'm doing. I mean, there are people that do consulting, but I haven't found people that are doing it at a residential level. You know, if you say to me, do you have water treatment consultants, engineers that work on industrial and commercial stuff? Sure. But not really on the residential side. So it's sort of a, a bit of a novel concept. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I mean, it's like I don't see a lot of people doing it. So that's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, don't have a lot of competition. On the other hand, there's not much awareness that this possibility even exists for people. So trying to spread the word is, is part of the challenge. So most of your time in the last couple of years, as you said, has been spent kind of helping people within the industry, teaching. With, how many classes are you teaching right now for WQA? Uh, well, it's, it's basically a, a four courses, eight classes. Each course is taught two different times to try and deal with the East Coast and the West Coast. So a total of eight. So that's a certified water specialist that you're teaching. I mean, and you're sharing this responsibility with with other people oh, from yeah. WQ, Peter Cartwright yeah. and Cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Peter um, Cartwright and, and Cliff so, not both. Yep. And uh, so um, there's not a, not a sole responsibility, of course, um, no. guided by uh, um, Tanya Ludner, Dr. Tanya Ludner from WQA, from uh, Director of Education for WQA. But um, so you're teaching certified water specialists, and you have uh, also the certified installer. You're participating in that as well? Yes. Yep. I am. Cliff and I teach the certified installer course, and Peter and I teach the certified water specialist courses. There are three of those. And you've been uh, – and, and I, again, I want this to be your focus, not on, on me or what we're doing, but it's you've been such a major part of, of what we're doing here on the installer training as well. So – um, I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't mind saying this would this program that we have with the the um, installer training and the facility simply would not exist the way it currently does without your participation over the last year. But um, you know, do you see yourself continuing to to uh, at this level participate with with educating WQA members or? Um, I know you and I have talked about yes. being, yeah, you know, part of the installer training here. But tell, tell me about that. I mean, 
what appeals to you about that? Why should somebody get involved with those programs? I mean, let's talk a little bit about that certification, your take on it, and, and what you, you know, what well, you, how you would encourage people to participate. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I think all of us benefit from becoming certified. You know, each of us as an individual benefits from becoming certified, but I think the industry as a whole benefits the more of us that become certified so that it builds credibility with customers, with regulators, especially as we move towards our products being used potentially to help, possibly to help municipalities meet primary drinking water standards. I mean, that's a huge opportunity if we're up to the task. And, and one of the aspects of that is to try to say to a regulator, here, see, we are professionals. Look at the certifications. Look at the products we're selling. We're selling certified products that meet an NSF ANSI standard, whether it's 53, 58, whatever it is, the appropriate standard. And to me, that part of that is the individual becoming certified. It doesn't mean that everyone who's certified knows everything there is to know, nor does it mean that people who are not certified are not qualified, because I've dealt with both. I've dealt with people that have no certifications and have a ton of experience and are awesome. But generally speaking, it's, a, it's an indicator. Somebody has taken the time and effort to become certified. It's an indicator of their, their yeah. commitment to the industry and their knowledge. So did, is this where you pictured your water treatment career going? I mean, think about even, you know, when you started clearly 45 years ago, you probably didn't even remotely think about this. But, you know, the last decade, the last 15 years, has it changed, gone a different direction than what you expected it to go? My own career? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. Not where you are seen, in this career and what you're doing. No, 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 no not at all. And I, I credit both you and Dr. Tanya Lubner for uh, being really uh, material in, in what has transpired because uh, I met Tanya, well, years ago, but when I started Get Water Answers, I saw her at the convention in Las Vegas in July of, I think, 2021 and uh, gave her one of my cards just trying to spread the word. And she reached out to me a couple of months later and asked me whether I'd be interested in being involved with restructuring the classes and creating some of the material for the Zoom classes. And I said, yes. And that led me to eventually cross paths with you. I'd heard of you over the years. Absolutely. But I never met you. I didn't really know what you did and so forth. And then, as you say, when we met on that call and subsequently got to know each other and hit it off and you were kind enough to ask me to be involved with this project, this is exciting. I mean, you know, this is, you know, life is full of, of uh, uncertainty. But I predicted five years ago I would be here today. Absolutely not. And that's kind of exciting in a way because who knows in another five years, you know, where any of us will be, but it's a good thing. So I'm curious, uh, anybody have uh, um, the, uh, you know, if, any, any, if anybody, I'm sure there's people on this call that have had you as an instructor or that have met you or who, who may be hearing about you for the first time, but we've got a few minutes left here. I wonder if anybody has any questions for Paul or um, I find his oh. story to be really interesting. And I, Paul, you and I have spoken for for, uh, you know, just we're, as we said, we're friends. And um, so I just find your, your story and your personality and your attitude to just be fascinating and, and, and well, Kelly, um, let me invigorating. Make one disclaimer, but, one disclaimer yeah. here. And, you know, just not to assume anything. I don't for one second proclaim that I know everything there is to know about water yeah. treatment. Even after, I mean, literally now, we're talking 50 years of doing this. No way. I, I 
do the best I can. I have knowledge about certain areas. Other areas I do not. And I think you'll find that anyone with a lot of experience will echo that. But certainly yeah. the other instructors, you know, yourself, Cliff, Peter, none of us proclaim to have all the answers. So I just want to yeah, put that out there that if you're, if no, you're and in I, and the I, industry I, I, and, you know, you're thinking, geez, do I know enough or do I know? Always, my feeling is I try to learn when I go to a convention, even now, I will sit in on every educational session, no matter how, whether it's an entry level, it doesn't matter. I find there's always something you can glean from it. So I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, and Paul, I, you know, anybody who has who's seen you and I work together or teach together know that you and I kind of banter back and forth and joke with each other and everything. <laughs> but, but truly, I one of the most one of the things that I absolutely respect most about you is is exactly that your humility and your willingness to learn more every day. You know, you don't stop learning. And you talk to a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge, but and and they, it's almost like they stopped wanting to learn and they just want to tell everybody how smart they are. And, and that that's absolutely not the case with you. And, and um, but anybody have a question for Paul? Anybody uh, have good any morning. thoughts this or questions? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Elaine. Um, serious hey, good morning, what, Elaine. Uh, good morning. What are, what are your rates? It depends. Maybe we should exchange. Um, I right, put contact information in the, uh, um, yeah. you know, in in the the box, or or we can send that to you directly, Elaine. So I'll, you know, yeah, than, Elaine, I'm not try, I'm not trying to be coy. It does depend. It depends upon how it's structured. It depends upon whether you are in the industry versus a customer, you know, a homeowner. So I'm happy to discuss that with you, but probably better that we do that one on one. Okay, my husband was asking me, and I didn't know, so that's why I asked. Yeah, no, 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 I'd be happy to. I mean, I haven't seen you since I think we were on that panel together last year. Oh, yeah, that's we right. Did we that. did that. I forgot. Yep. Yeah, that talk. Hi, it's Michelle. I wanted to get in a quick question because I know time is running short. Paul, it might be hard to narrow down, but can you share one story with us of a really interesting water problem that you really had to figure out that was unconventional that you had to figure out how to treat or fix? Uh, well, we did a fair amount of work with arsenic over the years, starting back in the early 80s. And at that time, there wasn't much known about the different valence states with arsenic. It was sort of like you either have it or you don't, and here's the technology. And it was either typically point of use reverse osmosis or for a whole house system at that time people were using activated alumina which is basically a throwaway media and so we dealt with arsenic as best we could but over the years we eventually got to the point where i ran some experiments for a, was a medical doctor who was building a new house that had arsenic and he did not want the traditional approaches so we eventually developed a system and eventually it took some years uh, i was awarded a patent for arsenic removal a system for arsenic removal that enabled the customer to truly have regenerable media in use and it was a fairly simple approach it was using technologies that existed for other purposes and applying them for arsenic but we ran a fair amount of, of experiments initially to try to ascertain whether it was going to work or it wasn't going to work so on and and he was fantastic i mean can you imagine being the first person the guinea pig that says okay i'll let you put this experimental system in my home for arsenic removal and uh, so that was an interesting challenge that was back 
96 and 1997 is when we came up with that and did that. Before they lowered the standards. It was right when they were talking about changing it from 50 down to something, whether it was going to be 10 parts per billion or what it was going to be with an unknown at that point. But yes, it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that was interesting. And, and like many of you know, there's a range of customers, right? Some customers are awesome to deal with and some are a little more challenging. And this gentleman was fantastic to deal with. So it was a good fit. So, Paul, we have about 60 seconds left here. Um, what would you say, what advice would you give somebody either coming into the industry or that is thinking about getting more involved in the industry or, um, you know, just any, any final words of, of wisdom to impart on, on the listeners? I, yeah, I will tell you that in my own experiences over the years, there has been a handful of people that I have felt I could really trust from a technical perspective so that if they said to me, Paul, this will do X or this won't do X, I could take that to the bank. And that if you do find someone with whom you can develop that kind of confidence, hang on to them and their contact information because there are many people that mean well, distributors, OEMs, that sometimes are saying things that aren't really 100% on the money. And if you're on the front lines and you're putting systems in, you can end up losing you know a customer you can have problems with your reputation because you've taken what they told you and applied it and it didn't work so when you find somebody you can really trust stay in touch with that person yeah i think that's good advice paul it's it's truly an honor to have gotten to know you and to work with you and and as i said to become a friend um what is a, is there an email that people can and i will put this in the um in the uh, the comments of this as well, but is there an email sure. uh, or contact information that somebody should have if they have questions for you? I, sure. I'm not to interrupt, but I believe it was also in the um, in the email that was sent out to remind Perfect. everyone about yeah. the um, MV Pro call. All Paul's information is there as well. Yeah. The website itself is getwateranswers.com. The email is simply Paul at getwateranswers plural getwateranswers.com. And, yeah, sure, be happy to hear from anyone. Paul, thank you very much for your time um, and your contributions to this industry and, uh, and, and just for being you. So appreciate oh, it very much. You're welcome. A pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Everybody be safe. We will talk to you next week. Next week is coliform bacteria. Mary, uh, special guest Marianne Metzger talking about coliform bacteria. So um, please, uh, please join us for that next week, and we'll – We'll talk to you then, if not before. Be safe, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Thank you.